Welcome. It's time to remap your mind. If you are ready for some mind remapping, deep food for thought, metaphysical, spiritual vitamins for your soul, you are most definitely in the right place. This podcast is all about empowering our community to go deeper, touching topics that most people may not think to think about with everyday real heroes who are trying to make a difference in our world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, Master NLP and Hypnosis Practitioner and Trainer, Author, Speaker and Coach, and Founder of the Mind Remapping Nation. I am here to motivate, empower, and inspire you to be powerfully in the driver's seat of your mind and think outside the box so you can have the deepest experience of joy, success, freedom, and peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another Mind Remapping Meal for you. Okay, y'all, let's get meta. Hello, welcome back to the Black Mind Garden, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. And I am super excited today. I get to talk with a colleague, a friend, a sister in wellness, Dr. Serene Sharif, and we are talking about habits. Now, Dr. Sharif is the owner of Serenity Wellness MD, and she also is the host of the Mindfulness and Productivity Podcast. Productivity, habits, mindfulness, the combination of those is her jam. And so when we were talking about what to talk about, you know, I think where our, our alignment, our heart alignment is in these days is in creating great habits. And that's why I'm super excited to have this conversation. So welcome, Dr. Serene. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me on and I'm excited to be here. Yes. Well, I like to give the audience a little bit of inside view on you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you came to be with Serenity Wellness MD. Sure. Um, so really everything kind of, you know, one step flows into the other. That's kind of how my life has worked. Yeah. Um, so I am a, a acute care trauma surgeon. And um, as I was going through my training, you know, um, I um, had my children um, through medical school residency and practice and, you know, life gets busy. It's busy being a mom, being a surgeon, being, you know, a wife and, um, and then still having like, uh, you know, time for yourself and all of those kinds of things. And um, at one point I really just found myself just, I, I, I guess it was the first time I had really stopped to take stock of where I was and what's going on. And I realized I don't even know who I was anymore. And I felt so burnt out. Um, I didn't feel fulfilled, happy in my life uh, as far as work or home. But more than that, I just felt like I was failing. You know, I felt like everything that I was doing, you know, no matter how hard I worked, I just wasn't being a good enough mom or a good enough surgeon or a good enough wife or, you know, all of those things. So um, at that time, I started looking to see, okay, what do I, and I felt like I wasn't even being 
um, I wasn't even listening to what I wanted in my heart. So I think that was really my turning point. It's kind of, you know, when you hit your rock bottom is when you realize something's got to change. Um, and I started looking for that change. And um, in the beginning, I was looking all outside, you know, okay, I could be, maybe if I, you know, built better habits, I would be, you know, be able to be enough. Maybe if I was more productive, maybe if I worked harder and all of the things that we think is what we need to be more, more, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it is that feeling of being enough. And um, I am really grateful that through that journey, what I found is that I am more than enough. And that connection to myself, the mindfulness portion of, um, of, you know, what I practice now is really what was key to helping me build um, and design and build the life that I, I wanted to live in. Um, and now, you know, I, I still get upset and I still, you know, all the the usual chaos in my life that's still there. My kids still sometimes drive me nuts. You know, I still have fights with my husband, but, um, you know, the love I think has overshadowed all of it. And the love was there all along. Mm -hmm. I just needed to feel that, you know, feel it and feel like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm doing it. So, um, I think that's kind of what I've discovered along the way. And I'm, I'm grateful to be here to, um, really live that imperfect life. Yeah. That's, you know, so great that you said that live the imperfect life, because I think that especially with social media and with, with, you know, television and, you know, Disney and all of these, these portrayals that we have to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect husband for our guys that are listening, the perfect Mm -hmm. children, the perfect, whatever, the perfect business owner, but the perfection is in being with and living in the imperfections of Mm -hmm. our lives. And so it's just, I love the way you frame that. And and there's another thing I need to point to because, you know, not all of our audience are physicians and it's, it's good to hear, I think for other people to hear that we as doctors Mm -hmm. have the same kind of struggles that dare I say, regular people, (laughs) non-doctors, Feeling like an imposter, you know, even in our own life, right? Yeah. Um, One of the things too, as we talk about perfectionism that I realized is when I was envisioning what a perfect mom or a perfect surgeon or, you know, whatever meant, it wasn't even my ideal of perfect, right? It's, oh, well, that mom is baking and this mom is doing that. And I'm trying to do the things that other people are doing and I'm not living their lives. I don't have the same type of, you know, time availability or, you know, all of those things. And when I realized that I can just be me mm-hmm. and, and that's more than enough. And what, what is, you know, and now I try to seek those opportunities where that my, you know, kids and I, or my husband and I, right. We find joy in just being us and what's important to us instead of feeling we got to do what someone else is doing. I love that. You know, I think I really relate to that because, um, as a person who is an introvert in uh, a lot of an, an extrovert family, right. I have a lot of extroverts in my family. I have some introverts too, but, but the, you know, the ones that, mm-hmm. that sometimes swallow us whole are the extroverts mm-hmm. and growing up. And even in my adulthood, um, I was, it, there was not an acceptance of, of my personality. So I am the one that's a little bit more laid back, a little bit more internal. I mean, it may not seem like it for, to most people who see me because I'm out there on social media, but I'm the kind of person that loves quiet and silent. Mm-hmm. And, 
And I had to really um, get with myself that it was okay to be that way uh, because that's just my personality. That's just who I am. And I can cross the line and love being with people and love being out there. But when it's time to be, you know, to recharge, I need Mm -hmm. to be able to be me authentically with the people in my life. And Mm -hmm. so it's, I I love that you said that, Um, you know, I, I really want to dig into this habit conversation because I think that in order for us to really be comfortable in our own skin, there are some habits that we have to develop in taking care of ourselves in being with ourselves and asking those important conversations. And I like that the approach that you take is a little bit different than (laughs) most people who are like, you know, do the bullet journaling, do the, this, do the, that, like the big habits, right? I love your approach. So let's, I mean, let's dig into it. (laughs) Absolutely. So um, to me, habits are a way that I can take away my daily sort of mental fatigue, having to make decisions about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, researchers at Duke University found that at least 40% of what we do on a daily basis are habits. And a lot of them are built unconsciously, subconsciously, right? We don't think about it. What do we do when we wake up in the morning, our morning routines? How do we build um, self-care? Or do we even have self-care in our life, right? So I think that, you know, a lot of times when people are saying, okay, let's do build a habit, what they first think about is, okay, these are the steps, you know, we take out the habit tracker or our habit calendar, and we're just going to build it. Mm-hmm. Um, but more often than not, even if they build it, it's hard to sustain it because they haven't done all of the groundwork. And um, when I have clients work with me for habit building, they they too want to get to the um, habit trackers. And yeah. I tell them, you know, spending just a little bit of time laying the groundwork actually makes a huge difference, not in actually building them, but the sustainability of it and making it long lasting. So a lot of what I talk about um, for building, you know, for laying the groundwork is um, connecting to our self again, really building that mindfulness, looking at what are, what is our vision for our life? What are our goals? What do you really want to see? And um, so, you know, a lot of times I'll be honest, when people think about habit building, they think, oh, well, again, looking at what are other people doing? Okay. I should want to do this. I should work out every day. I should wake up at 5.00 AM. What if you're not a 5.00 AM person? right? So first is understanding what is it that you truly want and why do you want it? And really digging in deep to our core beliefs. And once that is done, then you look at, okay, and I'll just take as an example, uh, something that I wanted to build is um, I I really didn't have a habit of being healthy. Mm. I mean, that was, um, you know, and I always told myself it's because I don't have the time. You know, it's always because of, I don't have the time, the kids need me, I'm busy working. And, um, and I got to a point where I'm thinking, well, if I want to be around, you know, and do the things that I want to do, then I need to build an identity around being healthy. And what does that mean? That doesn't mean that I'm the person that runs three miles a day. That means that when there are choices in front of me, I have a habit of making choices that are good for me. And that is, um, you know, it's very different than just saying, okay, my habit is I, I do this or I do that. It's really looking at what is 
the identity that you want to build. And then I um, built habits around that. So one of the habits that I built around my identity of being healthy is um, I want to drink. So my, my ultimate goal was to drink 80 ounce of water. And um, I was barely drinking 16 ounces of water at that time. Like I, I would get a couple of cups of water during the day. Um, and um, so I had to consciously build, okay, how would I do that? Um, I use a lot of habit tools um, like uh, that, you know, um, atomic habits from James Clear and, and all of those types of things. But um, first building your identity, then identifying where do you see yourself? You know, how does that feel like? And then I break it down to tiny, tiny steps that is so easy that even, you know, my then six-year-old could do it. Um, So I, um, I make it fun. I make it accessible. I make it thoughtless because if I had to sit and think every five minutes, oh, I got to drink more water. I got to drink more water. That doesn't work. Right. So I get these, um, I I don't know if you can see it maybe a little bit. Um, I get these, uh, yeah, like shiny. Um, I love, uh, you know, a little bit of sparkle and shine. So I got these fun water bottles. Um, I got aromatherapy drops and I didn't go straight for the 80 ounce because that is the first way to fail. Right. Because you could do, um, you could have a big goal and you could do it for 21 days, but in order to sustain it, it really has to be kind of woven into our lives. So what I did was I went from 16 ounce and then I said, okay, I'm going to do 16 ounce and then maybe I'll go to 36 or maybe I'll go to 24. Mm -hmm. So I actually had graded like in size um, water bottles. um, And, um, and then I eventually had an 80 ounce water bottle. So um, this took over a period of a year, Yeah, but it became such a habit that um, when I don't drink the water, even if I don't see my water bottle now, when I don't drink it, I just feel like, oh, I, you know, like I need to do that. Like I can feel the thirst. Mm-hmm. I can feel the desire because mm-hmm. those are some of the steps. You make it attractive. You make it fun. You make it accessible. But most importantly, you make it so it is not a everyday hardship because if it's hard, we're not going to want to do it. So you make oh it gosh. so easy that yeah. anyone could do it. Listen, you've said so many things, so many things. All right, all right, let me see. Let me back it up, back it up. So one of the things that you said was creating the identity that you want to be around the habit, right? Mm-hmm. And I really love that. And then I'm going to back it up even further. Like a lot of the habits that we build, we build unconsciously, mm-hmm. right? So to understand that is to understand how you broke down your habit. Right. I really, really love that. And so and what we, we say, and there's a rule in, uh, we call the prime directors of the unconscious mind in NLP. Uh, we, we talk about how um, the unconscious mind is responsible for forming habits mm-hmm. and it needs repetition. It needs very uh, specific commands and repetition. So that's like what all I heard you spoke, you know, speak to what, like a lot of what I heard you speak to was repetition. But one of the things I really love is the, the first thing that you did was build a thought habit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you really distinguished that. Like before you went to, I'm going to do something, you went to, I'm going to be away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think away. And that's so powerful because I think that most people think that when they're building habits, they got to get to doing, got to get to right. doing, got to get to do this, got to get the, got to get the calendar, got to get the thing, got to, you know, whatever the thing is. But the first, you just really pointed to like the first step in creating a habit is to commit to a a thought habit. Mm -hmm. And then the thought habit becomes a piece of 
the goal of the habit, like breaking Mm -hmm. the habit down into smaller sizes to build up to that big habit. And by the time you get to that habit, uh, you know, that big habit, it's like, you can't imagine not doing it. (laughs) And so it's interesting because I have a similar, um, like habit that I built, it's taken me some time. I used to um, go to yoga in person. And then when the pandemic showed up, we, we were virtual. And the only time I could practice was uh, six in the morning or else it wouldn't, wouldn't happen for me. Mm-hmm. I am not a morning person, Serene. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a 5 a.m. person. I'm not a 6 a.m. person. But, the, but in order to be able to get my four days in, I had to start waking up at six. And so I started with waking up at 6.45 and having 15 minutes on the mat Mm -hmm. and then 6.30 and then 6.15. And what that caused me to have to do is also move my bedtime up. So Mm -hmm. simultaneously, I was setting alarms for 10.30, 10 p.m., you know, nine Mm o'clock. to get to wind it down and mm-hmm. so it's just is a similar thing I found myself inside your story like oh yeah that's what I that's what I did but it, it again now I can't if I don't get on the mat if I don't get up and get on the mat it's strange to me mm-hmm. and and it affects my mental well-being my focus for the day so I just absolutely. thanks for breaking that down like that yeah absolutely and I just want to point out a couple of things that you did also subconsciously that's absolutely beautiful and and so important to um, habit building um, you loved yourself through that transition mm-hmm. so one of the one of the struggles that I've seen people have and really the reason for not sustaining a habit is the judgment I didn't wake up at 6 a.m and do a full hour of yoga oh my god bad on me so tomorrow morning, you're like, I don't even want to hear this. And then eventually you tell yourself, this is not, a, no, I don't want to do it because feeling bad. I mean, who likes to feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're building a habit, when you have these small incremental um, changes, these transitions to the next step of being who you envision, right? That identity, the thought that we've built, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. When you love yourself through that transition, what happens is, you know, that emotion creates so much joy and you want to, you want to get up at 630 because 645 was amazing, but you know, 630 is going to be like even more amazing. Right. But what if you had said 645, I'm just not doing it. This is just not me. And uh, judged yourself in that moment and not given yourself that compassion. That's a lot of times why people, you know, don't. And then the other thing that I wanted to also point out is, um, when we do uh, one habit, we think that's the only thing that is effective, but you had to change your bedtime habit. <laughs> and, and then, and, and I bet you, if you really analyzed your day, there are things that are happening at 4 p.m. At 2 p.m., you have lunch. I mean, your entire day is changed by making one small change that you said, okay, I love yoga. This is who I am. And in order to do it, I'm going to make this one little change. And we call these keystone habits. And for all of us, it's very different what it is. But keystone habits are when you make a small change in one part of your life and it has a domino effect and it changes. Yeah. All your entire day. Yeah. Right. I love that. I love it. <laughs> and it's interesting. I, I love the way you language the loving myself through it. Um, because it that really was there for me. Like, 
and it still is because there are times where if I have like a really late night or if my son, you know, has a a bad sleep night where he wakes up a few times or can't get to sleep. And Mm -hmm. I, I know that I need a specific amount of sleep. If I can't go to sleep and I don't end up falling asleep till 1am, I know that it's not going to benefit me to get up at 6am. So I skip it and Mm -hmm. I skip it lovingly. Or if I have like a crazy schedule for the week and I just tell my yoga and my, and you know, I have to give it to my yoga instructors too. They're just so (laughs) gentle with me. They're like, Mm you know, it's good. It's okay. I'll see you when you get back, you know, (laughs) but you know, if I need to skip a week, I skip a week, but I, but I know that it's for a purpose and it's temporary. And then I can immediately, because now the habit is built, I can immediately switch it back on and say, okay, now I know what I need to prepare on Sunday night to be able to get back on track to be, mm-hmm. to get up at 6am to make, to get on the mat by 6, 15, 630, you know? Yeah. Well, because you've built your identity as mm-hmm. a yogi. Mm-hmm. So, so it doesn't matter if you, you know, if there's a day or a week that you don't, right. Because right. that's who you are. You right. will always come back to that habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some other tips that you have around, you know, building these keystone habits. I love that terminology too, the keystone habits. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of times um, people ask like, how do they identify Mm -hmm. what their keystone habit is? And so Mm -hmm. they can just get started working on it, but it really is, um, it is different for everyone. And so what I tell people when you want to figure out, okay, what would make the biggest impact in your life is really just Again, connecting back to yourself, mm-hmm. connecting back to what's important to you. Yeah. What is your identity? Yeah. And, and maybe this is your identity now, but there's something you've really wanted to build too. And you've got that transition space as well. So it's really connecting back to core beliefs, you know, um, your vision, your goal, like what you envision that you're going to build, uh, build as an identity over the next year. And then you look at the thing that is going to make the biggest difference to that goal. I really love that. I love the fact, you know, you, I, to come back to core beliefs and core values, I think it's just really important that we ask what's important to us because mm-hmm. sometimes we go about, like you said earlier, well, I should do this and I should, should do that. Or I should have this habit and I should have this habit or this habit should look this way, or this habit should look that way. And it, one of the surefire ways to fail at building a habit is to build a habit that falls outside of your core values. Yeah. And so, you know, I love that you work with your client. When you work with your clients, you you start with that. Well, what's the vision Mm -hmm. and what's important to you about that thing? Because, you know, what you could still have the vision with building the habits that work for you that lead toward the vision. And I think people don't always understand that they get, they, they see people doing it a certain way and they feel like in order to get to that destination, they have to do it that exact way. And there's no behavioral flexibility in that. And so when there's no behavioral flexibility, when there's no flexibility, then you, you, I think that you begin to feel trapped inside of the habit. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, I think one of the, the things that I love most about the habit that I built in yoga, and probably I'm sure as the habits that you've built is that that freedom to be flexible and apply the habit or, you know, shift the habit like days when I, I say, well, I'm going to get on the mat, but this is going to be, you know, I, I call them wet log days. These are days when I feel a little swollen or a little, mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> I just get on the mat. I'm like, I'm just going to do what I can. The mm-hmm. point is to step on the mat mm-hmm. and that's the habit. 
And so if I step on the mat and I do 15 minutes, great. If I step on the mat and I say, I'm going to do 15 minutes and all of a sudden I start warming up and feeling good, then I might (laughs) still do an hour, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love that core values. What is important to you? What is the vision? And, you know, I have this, this question and you may, I'd love to hear your feedback, but I, I, I have this question, how I know that there are ways that people can work with you and start their habits. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, and I actually wanted to uh, just speak to something that you said that I thought was really amazing, which is, um, you know, you build a habit, you connect to your core values, right? You're doing all of the things. Mm -hmm. But if you say, okay, this is my habit and that now I'm sticking to it for a million years, right? Where's the fun in that? Right. So, you know, like today, this is how I feel owning how you are each day mm-hmm. and, and seeing that habit change. So I have actually um, been doing um, a habit change with, I'm doing it actually with my 13 year old son. Mm-hmm. So we are training for a half marathon. And um, I did this, the same experiment, actually, a a few years ago, and it was one of the most amazing um, transitions that I've experienced in my own fitness journey, because I was literally from couch to half marathon. So I had a training program, I built it out over a period of nine to 10 months. And I just built the habit of what to do, you know, all of that. And I've learned a lot from it. So this is like my 2.0 version of the training. Um, And um, what we're doing is, um, is, you know, really, like we started with a couple miles, and now we're, we're up to about um, five to eight miles a week. Mm-hmm. We get up to 30 to 40 miles a week mm-hmm. um, uh, before, you know, before the half marathon. Right. And um, I'm learning so much even this time, because what I'm realizing is that I'm not the person I was two, three years ago. And well, like one of the biggest change I'll tell you is um, I used to train a lot indoors. Last time I trained uh, during the winter mostly. Okay. So, and I, I was not a runner, you know, I didn't have the identity of being a runner and I didn't know how to do the outside, but this time around, I love running outside and I love that connection to nature. I've even done a few uh, runs out when it's in the fifties and sixties, which I would never have believed. So when you build a habit, don't be afraid to play with it a little bit and know that as you grow into it, there's a lot of changes that comes to now talking about habits and how to, um, figure out your keystone habit and how to figure out, you know, how do you build any change? I mean, if you've never, I'm not saying anyone has to run a half marathon, but you know, if you've never done a fitness challenge or a uh, waking up early in the morning challenge Mm -hmm. or, um, or figuring out, you know, giving up sugar or whatever, maybe your keystone habit, I'm actually doing a challenge in December, December 1st to the 21st, so 21 days to build a challenge. And it is, yeah, right. (laughs) Um, And it is, um, it is, free. It is um, available to anyone who wants to join me. And we are going to be um, really breaking down the process of how do you connect to yourself, build that mindfulness, figure out what your keystone habit is, and then build it over that period of time. But lots of accountability and support and fun and, you know, um, a, a few adventures along the way. And the awesome thing is you don't have to do it alone. It'll be in a community. Um, it is actually just for women this time around. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but I think that it's going to be an amazing way to build something that is important to you. So 
even before everyone waits till the first of the year, right? Right. You know, January 1st, 2022, you don't have to wait for that. You can actually build it now and, um, and start your new year feeling like a new woman. Imagine, imagine, you know, most people, what most people do is they wait until the beginning of the year to start to build their habits and they don't know how to build a habit. So by the spring, everything's kind of fallen out. So imagine now you start this challenge December 1st and you learn all the components of building the habit and you build that habit for the thing that you want to take into 2022. So then you start 2022 out like with a bang running and you already have the habit in place. So whatever that goal is, whether it's fit and fine, whether it's lose 20 pounds, whether it's, you know, do your yoga, whatever it is, whether it's (laughs) entrepreneurship, it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Whatever that habit is, you're off to a strong start in 2022 and you're able to maintain that habit through the year and beyond and just build up on those habits. So I think it's a brilliant idea to do the challenge now and not wait until the end of the beginning yes. of the year. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you know, one thing that I, I hear, um, especially at the end of the year too, is, you know, people feel defeated. They're like, oh, you know, I had all these things I want to do, you know what, fine, whatever. And I'll just wait till the new year. Or, you know, they're like, oh, I don't want to feel deprived. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm struggling. But, you know, one of the things about the way I do habit building, and I, I think really how habits should be built is to build it with love. All the things we talked about right? It's, it's teeny tiny steps. It doesn't have to be like tomorrow, you just do this whole thing. And you know, um, it it is really tiny steps to get you to where you are loving yourself through it, having fun with it. Um, Because when you have fun, when it is easy, when it is attractive, all of the things, that's when we can sustain it. Yeah, absolutely. So if if people want to join your habits challenge, how do they do that? Um, they actually just go to my website um, and I have a, a page for that is serenitywellnessmd.com forward slash 21 day challenge. Nice. So, Very that's cool. It. And you do work with people one-on-one as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Um, so I, I have a few spots. Um, I also want to, you know, my, one of my habits that I'm building is um, building rest into my life. So I'm actually, I've, I've cut down, I do surgery part-time now and, um, coaching, uh, during that in-between time, but, um, but I do have a few spots open and, um, really what I want to, you know, a lot of times people think also, again, this is a myth that people build around habits is, well, you know, I do want to build healthy habits, but I got to work through it. Like I'm struggling with this or, or I'm struggling with that. And I just want to point out that, um, I coach on life. Mm-hmm. I coach on the challenges that we experience through life. Yeah. Um, I build, I help them build mindfulness and mental fitness, which is really building that resilience and that joy back into our life. Mm-hmm. And habits is just one of the tools that I use yeah. to help you cut through some of the things that may be bogging you down. Yeah. But there are so many different tools mm-hmm. that are available to help you kind of design and build your life the way you want it to be full of joy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we will have all of uh, Dr. Sharif's information on the website, on the website, in the show notes. <laughs> and if you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be in the description. So go check her out, serenitywellnessmd.com. And if you want to join the challenge, that's serenitywellnessmd.com backslash 21 day challenge. So easy to remember and <laughs> join the habits challenge 
finish the year strong, start 2022 with a bang and get your habits on. All right. Serene, it has been such a pleasure to have you. you. It's been so fun to have this conversation. (laughs) And I, I, you know what, I really look forward to like having you on again, especially maybe sometime in the first quarter Mm -hmm. to see how this habit challenge has gone, how you're, you know, continue to help people build these habits and what else is on the horizon for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm excited to, um, I'm actually going to work on a habit challenge myself in December. So look, I'm going to join you. (laughs) I'll see you then. (laughs) Yes. So you guys heard it. SerenityWellnessMD.com backslash 21 day challenge. Join the challenge. Uh, If you want to work with Dr. Serene, you know, go to Serenity Wellness MD. There's a place for you to schedule or to to get Mm -hmm. in contact with her so that you can, if you want to work one-on-one with something that's bogging you down in life, you can do that too. And of course, you know where to find me on your favorite podcast platform. Go ahead and subscribe. And you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a new website for the podcast, theblackmindgarden.com. So if you go to theblackmindgarden.com, you will find how you can subscribe and we're coming out with merch y'all. So stay tuned. <laughs> Get awesome. Your, or your water bottle. <laughs> yes. Water bottle. <laughs> water bottle. <laughs> as, as she turns it up. Yes. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great one. Stay safe and we will see you on the next, next episode. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Remember to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we release a new episode. Also, this is truly a movement for us, and I'm committed that this message reaches the masses. However, I am clear that it is you, our listeners, who help us to grow. So if you like this podcast, I would love and appreciate if you'd let us know. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and then share it with just three of your friends. We want to expand our reach and bring transformation to all of our brothers and sisters out there who are still seeking more freedom, purpose, and peace of mind in their lives. And finally, if you want to learn more about how to join our community, it's simple. Go to www.mindremappingnation.com. And if you're interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how you can learn and train with us, consider looking at our upcoming classes. You can read more about that at remapmymind.com or schedule directly if you want more deep work at remapmymind.today. As always, we love and appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Namaste.